What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with John here. We, we match up really badly. But then we said we matched up really well a few weeks ago against the Ravens, and we know how that went. So maybe, maybe this will be like a 34-6 to the Chargers. Who knows? Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez. And on this podcast and YouTube channel, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game and we bring you the hottest takes around. Now, before we get down to business, today is an important day in the calendar that we happen to be recording on. Here in the UK, it is Remembrance Day. In the US, I believe it is Veterans Day. So we dedicate this episode and this uh, podcast today specifically to all those have fought and given their lives to serve us and keep us safe, especially those that fell during World War One and World War Two. Our thoughts are with you and your sacrifice can never be repaid. Thank you. Right, guys, it's Vikings week. I'm joined by John Ayres, John Moss Jr. and Dan King. Vikings, do we think we can uh, smash them to pieces? Seems like an easy win to me. I'm just getting overconfident, a bit flippant. Justin Jefferson's having a nightmare. You know, John... Is this a W in the column already? I reckon. Oof. I mean, here's the issue. We match up very poorly with them. Uh, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, um, for us, you know, obviously running the ball has not been a major strength of ours. Uh, the Vikings are somewhere like 23rd or 24th in, in rush DVOA defense. So, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit of uptick in the rushing game. Uh, I mean, if we keep running pitches and sweeps to – Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree, probably not. But uh, maybe if we can get some better play calling on, on the running time, maybe we can get some our running game going. But we're going against, against a top three pass defense in DVOA, which is a problem, you know. I mean, this is a team that we, you know, this team, our, our offense is predicated on being able to move the ball with the pass. And, you know, if – if the Vikings continue their strong play against the pass, it's it's going to be a it's going to be tough sledding, and uh, you know, and then the, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, our our obviously the biggest weakness is this team is not set up uh, to stop the run. They're just not, and they've got one of the best rushers in the league in Dalvin Cook, who's ready to play, and you know, he's just going to eat this team alive. Um, so I just it, it to me, while it may seem like a team that we should be able to beat. I just think that we match up very poorly, and I think that means it's going to be a very close game, and I don't know if this should be counted as an easy win. No, I, I completely get where you're coming from. Dan, welcome back. We missed you on Tuesday, buddy. But, you know, is Dalvin Cook going to run over us for 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns? Well, or do you think Limval's return to form will stop him? I don't think we're stopping anyone. Um, whether That's it's Dalvin confident. Cook or not, I don't know. Um Obviously, there's there's the allegations that have come out against Dalvin Cook in the last 24, 48 hours. So we'll see if there's any any more light shed on that over the next couple of days that would impact Sunday. Um, but from all initial appearances, he'll be playing Sunday with no no troubles. Um, apart from well, troubles for us. Uh, I just, I yeah, I'm kind of with John here. We we match up really badly. But then we said we matched up really well a few weeks ago against the Ravens, and we know how that went. So maybe, maybe this will be like a 34-6 to the Chargers. Who knows? 
<laughs> I'd like that. So it, it does look like Darwin's going to play. I thought there was a chance because of his uh, pending civil lawsuit that he might be suspended, seeing as the NFL has sometimes suspended players when they're involved in these kind of uh, issues, these allegations. We're not, we don't know the facts. We're not going to speculate on it. But, you know, Mr. Military Man, salute to you, John Wars Jr. Um, you know, are, are you thinking he's going to play Cook? Uh, and what are your thoughts on, on the Vikings game? It shouldn't really matter whether he plays or not, but it does because our run defence ranks 32nd in the NFL. But reading around the Vikings forums over the last couple of days, and they're a franchise in trouble. If you um, go to Vikings Wire, the USA Today's Vikings Wire, they're talking now about is this the end or the beginning of the end of Mike Zimmer? You know, Kirk Cousins had two pretty poor games. Okay, he's played relatively well, but last two games he was held to less than 178 yards. And um, now they're looking at a long-term franchise quarterback replacement for him, one of many teams. So th this is a team at three and five that are not playing as as, as well as they should be or could be. But in the same token, it's up to the Chargers now to put the hammer down and, and sweep this team aside because the Raiders are playing the Chiefs on Sunday. Pressure's on us now to maintain the, the lead at the top of the AFC West. We've got four teams with 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 five uh, games under their belt, five wins under their belt. So it's a bit of a pressure game for everyone concerned. You know, we um, are in a position where we're worrying, worrying again about another running back. And I think that's just going to be the theme going down the stretch, quite frankly, and we're just going to have to deal with it. What I want to see us doing is being more productive with the football, stopping the drops, converting those drives, and and special teams. Look, Dustin Hopkins come in and made his field goals. He missed an extra point last week. There's plenty to clean up, and I'm sure the Vikings will be saying the same thing. When you look at the point differential, points given up and points scored per for both teams, they're very, very similar. So I know John... Uh, said earlier it was going to be a close game, and I would I would echo that just on based on on where both teams are at the minute. So you know, there's one big theme that I don't know if we we've, we've talked about. We've talked a lot about Dalvin Cook. He's not going to be suspended. So I suppose the big one will be what do we think about Justin Jefferson? He lost the Offensive Rookie of the Year to Mister Justin Herbert. Um, and he is producing some of the numbers he's, he's done. I was watching some of his highlights and he did uh, rinse me a few weeks ago in fantasy. So I've kept an eye on him. He's on <laughs> pace to have more touchdowns than last year. He's on pace for about 12 to 1300 yards, even though there's an extra game. So below what he did last year, but it's still impressive. Um, the only team that's been able to stop him all season was, was Dallas, who just took him away and, and, uh, and made the Vikings. Um, attack them elsewhere. So is Justin going to be the big name? Herbert, Jefferson, Dan? You know, it's, it's a grudge match between the two of them. Yeah, I I, I think we're going to struggle there. At least, um, what was the report? that Asante Samuel was back at full participant in practice. Is he still in the protocol? Or, um, But we we need better play from our corners to be able to deal with Justin Jefferson. Um, you say the Cowboys held him to 21 yards, but no one else has kept him 
really out of the stats. I mean, he's, Carolina had 80 yards and no touchdown, so at least at least there's that. But then Carolina have quite a good um, good secondary with players like Jeremy Chin. Um, I think we're going to struggle because I think have we, we'll have we got be... secondary. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got a Doe and James. Uh, that's that's about it. I, I think we'll we'll be panicking too much about not stopping the run, and we'll let some big plays go to Jefferson. Um, I think I agree with that. Yeah, John, do you think we can stop him? I mean, you know, he he's played some really top teams with the Vikings. They've had a pretty tough schedule. Um, Cincinnati, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, then the Detroit game. Well, you know, we all know about them. Carolina, Dallas, and Baltimore. The Vikings don't have a great record, but they have played some tough, tough teams. Justin's turned up every single week. So is he going to rinse our lack of a secondary? Or do you think that, you know, which way is it going to go? What what do we do to stop the dual threat? I don't know. Um, It's a good question because, I mean, Dalvin Cook is such an elite player that you do have to have shift focus onto him and when you do that you know you you potentially take away from some of the help you might be giving to your cornerbacks and and at at the depletion of our cornerbacks depth um it just it just seems like it's honestly it sets up like a game of disappointment for me it sets like a game where if we don't score a lot of points if we don't (laughs) score a lot of points i don't know if our defense is going to keep them out of the end zone you know, and I, you know, Kirk Cousins is not exactly a, a player that scares me. He's not a, you know, he's not, he, he's not some elite quarterback who's going to go out there and win the game for you. But he's also a, a player that if you, you know, if you let him kind of just dink and dunk on you and find the open play, um, you know, it's, it, he can do that. Right. And, you know, what, what kind of helped us against the Eagles is that, well, uh, a lot, especially in the first, first half, um, there are quite a few times where Hertz just, Oh, missed a, missed an open receiver, right? They had the play call on us. We were overselling on run. Uh, they had the free runner and he just missed him. And honestly, Cousins is not necessarily going to miss him as much. So that's what scares me, right? The Mac Jones thing. He's not an elite quarterback by any means, but if you're pounding the pounding this t- defense up the middle and they've got to oversell and run, well, guess what? You give them these easy little play action passes, you're going to get burned all day long. And I'll tell you right now, having Jacoby Myers – you know, rumble and tumble for five yards versus getting Justin Jefferson uh, a, a little bit of cushion, it's going to go very differently, right? You're going to get those big explosive plays. And don't forget about Adam Thielen. People keep wanting to talk about Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is a very, very good wide receiver in his own respect. Like, he 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 demands respect too. So, like, when you've got to play a team with two very good uh, pass-catching options like that and an elite uh, running back who can, by the way, catch the ball and make a lot of things happen when he catches the ball, I just – and I'm worried. I, I don't know what this defense is going to do to stop that. And then it's relying on our offense to have another big game against, you know, it, it, like, honestly, it, it could end up like the Cleveland game where, you know, it's going to be a boat race. Problem is Cleveland has a pretty poor pass defense right now. And the Vikings have a top pass defense. So like, I just, I, you know, I, I really am legitimately nervous about this, about this game. They've had a lot of close games. You know, I think they, you know, pretty much all of the games except for one have been one score. They've had two or three overtime games already. You know, yeah, they've had a tough, they they might be three and five, but a lot of those games, again, came right down to one score, you know. So it's not like they've been blown out. It's not like they're, you know, a a bad three and five. They're a close three and five. They're a field goal or a, a drop pass or a penalty away from being five and three themselves. So, 
You know, yeah, I, I, I re- yeah. don't want to overlook them. I, I really don't. And I, I just think, I, I just think it's, it's, it's not going to be as easy as we think. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a tough game and I don't, you know, I'm not a hundred percent confident in the victory here because we just don't match up well. The pessimism was correct. These fools and tell them why we're going <laughs> to blow them out. They're going to so fight. It's our territory. You know, they've played some tough teams, but they only beat the Lions by two points. Surely we're going to blow them away. Uh, Eckler's well, going to score on them. What's going to happen? Come on. First things first, Keenan Allen's questionable. He's probably it's Thursday, so the chances are he will play, um, even if it's a uh, limited snap count. But I, I've written today that I think we can overcome um, Keenan Allen's absence just because of the, the, the number of options that Justin Herbert's got available to him. We've got to stop these drops. We've got to execute and make these catches. And this is where we'll win the game when we've got the football. It's the strongest part of our team, but we've got to convert these drives. If we execute, if if we play a good game on Sunday, we'll win. If we start having doubts and, and, and have this faltering start that we saw against New England, we could potentially come a cropper because... Like John said, Kirk Cousins, he's he's no tier one quarterback, but he's a veteran. He's been around the league. He knows the game. And that also goes to Mike Zimmer. Whether or not you think Mike Zimmer is going to be the franchise head coach going forward, he's got the knowledge. He's got the experience to undo the charges with, with, with a scheme at some point during the game. So again, it's we're going to have to rely on uh, Lombardi to pull a couple of rabbits out of the hat. Um, and also, I want to see the offense lean on Don- Donald Parham Jr. and Steven Anderson because they look a lot better than Jared Cook to oh me. Boy. And, you know, we, we, if, if people are in form and people are making plays, you know, we've got to lean on them. You've already mentioned Eckler. I think Eckler is going to be pivotal to the way that we play on Sunday, especially if we've lost uh, Keenan Allen, um, which is a possibility. So it's just a case of, we, we're now starting to take shape with, with who we are at five and three. We've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. And we need to see more of the good, OK? Because we we, we can't afford to fall short. Uh, no disrespect to the Vikings. They're, they're three and five. And John, you're right, they've lost a few closed games. But this is an opportunity now to build on last week's performance and, and try and at least win by a score and get some momentum going to the... Uh, Week 11 showdown, which I think is a divisional matchup, is it? Uh, week 12 is. is 11. We've week got 12, Steelers. sorry. Steelers. Oh, yeah, so, so you know, there's a tough run coming. Exactly. Uh, and that, that's the point. It's, it's a congested AFC schedule going down the stretch. So these are the games that we, we need to win. You, you, um, you mentioned um, the Giants tight end uh, in your... In your um, talk there just to clarify he has tweeted out yesterday to say it is parham so he is donald parham no he's not he's my boy <laughs> <laughs> um one thing i'm excited about i'm really enjoying limbaugh i've rewatched the highlights um rewatched the game um in particular i was watching the d-line to see if i'm being a fool if about being a linebacker i was looking you know so i'm not gonna give us any way anything away about my analysis apart from to say Limville had a game. I thought he was great. He had tackles at the back. He was in and around, buzzing, pushing people back. Uh, we know he's going to the Vikings. Uh, sorry, they're coming to him, but he's playing the Vikings here. Where you know, 
it's it's a big reunion and I'd like to see him continue. I think one of the biggest, most important things is him having that impact. I think he's been pretty steady throughout the, the beginning of the season. He just hasn't been explosive. He hasn't done what he did in the last matchup, which was flash plays and, and smashing into the backfield for a stop. Um, John, do you, do you think uh, Limbao can carry it on? Do you think he's, it's important that he does? I mean, one of again, I, I, I've, I've got a fuzzy memory these days, especially with this cold I'm fighting. But I remember one of us saying that was the premier signing of that free agency class over the right tackle, over every, over Christopher Harris Jr. I don't remember who said that. But anyways, uh, that person obviously is very smart and knows what they're talking about. But Limbaugh Joseph is as good as advertised, in my opinion. Yes, he's had some up and downs here and there. But ultimately, if you go back and review that offseason where we were all hyped about all those great signings that happened, right? Balaga, complete failure. Chris Harris Jr. had like maybe a good season total, and he's obviously he was injured and poor uh, for some of last season, and uh, and this season he just looks like he might be done with his career. I mean, Linval Joseph is the only one who has kind of paid for himself, right? And honestly, that's kind of a Tom Telesco, a trademark, right? Go and sign, but a bunch of guys who are over thirty and have some injury risk, and you know, I figure if I've signed five of them, at least one of them will work out, right? Uh, and that's about that's about par for the course for him. So, but you know, uh, to stay positive, Linval has has been great. He's been a solid anchor. Um, you know, he's been he's not exactly he's not an all pro, right? Let, let's I mean, he's he, he's not. It's not like what, what Staley used to have with the Rams, right? You know, we're not we're not talking anything like that. But um, he has been uh, an anchoring force. And when you've got guys like Jerry Tillery being, being pushed around and, and thrown all over the field like a rag doll, uh, and you just have you have linebackers shooting the wrong gaps, you know, uh, if, if it's not for him making big plays here and there, I don't know if this defense would you – know, I don't know if they could stop anything that went up the middle. So he's been probably the saving grace for this defense, and, and that's tough to swallow because, I mean – how much longer can he do it for? Can he sustain the whole season? He's he's older. He, you know, guys of that size and that age will break down. So, you know, we need other people along that D-line to step up. But until then, you know, thank heavens we have him. Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, I'm going to let the other two guys talk about Limbo, and we're going to come on in particular to my prediction, the only one on the podcast that said it, that Beckham was coming to L.A. I'm going to tell you why I was right after this. Hey there, Bolt fam. It's your boy, Adam Ayers, hashtag Audible Chocolate. And I'm here in the Herbert Hangar with another great opportunity for you to win big with our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Well, it's week 10, and as you can tell, my voice is a little shot. Well, that's because I was busy rooting for the Chargers against the Eagles this weekend. What a great win, and I'll be there at SoFi this weekend to watch the Bolts take on the Minnesota Vikings. And guess what? I'm predicting a big score. And guess what? You can capitalize on that thanks to our good friends at DraftKings. If you bet $1 on either team to score a point, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen, um, you're going to win $100 in free bets. That's right. $1 uh, for any team to score one point, and you get $100 in free bets. That is easy money. Now, if you're situated in a place like me, like the Herbert Hanger, where we don't quite get the sports book uh, yet, no problem. They have their DFS. That's right. Their daily fantasy sports option is amazing. I love it. I use it all the time. In fact, I bet a few shekels last week and came out ahead, if you know what I mean, betting on my boy Keenan Allen to tear up the Eagles defense. So if you want to get uh, an opportunity to win some of those huge cash prizes, if you are a new subscriber to their daily fantasy sports option, guess what? They're going to give you free entries which are opportunities for you to get 
millions of dollars in total cash prizes. It is as easy as that. So how do you do it? Well, you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. That's right. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for that, John. So, yes, yeah, so the rebuttal, uh, you know, Limval. If this guy, this guy reckons he knows it all. He called, he called Linval as the greatest signing, the one that panned out, and he now he thinks he's all. You know, is, is he is he good, Dan? What, what do we think about him? Uh, are you happy with him? Are you disappointed with the other signings as Johnny's? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, he's a big I, beast, I like Linval. I like Linval. Um, uh, I think he's better with other people around him playing well as well. The, he elevates his game with other people are playing well. Um, so you bring back Justin Jones and just have that extra kind of impetus and force there. Um, but yeah, the rest of them haven't panned out too great. Um, there's still time. Maybe Bulaga comes back this year and um, outplays Storm Norton. Like Not on last That seems or... achievable. Well, true, <laughs> but it seems achievable overall. So, I, I, it could happen, you know. My boy Storm performing well, but you know, I don't disagree with you. Uh, was Limbal? Limbal's not great, is he? John got it wrong. He's the best. He's the best defensive interior lineman we've got. Excuse me, I'm makeshift uh, podcast position tonight. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, is is the best that we've got that's available to us right now. And he has been a good signing, you know, when you're playing in a team that's struggling and you are carrying other players, it affects your game. And we're seeing that with Josie Bo, uh, Joey Bosa. Joey's, uh, he's, he's a top 20 um, edge rusher at present as per PFF. He should be top five or six. Same with Joseph. Joseph, top 40, possibly has the ability to be a top 30 uh, interior defensive lineman. But when you're playing and you're struggling to contain the run, you know, Tillery's getting thrown about, Nuosu's not stepping up to the mark, and you probably feel like you're doing double the workload, that's going to affect your uh, performance as an individual. So I think Joseph, at the minute, we just need to keep him healthy because if we didn't have him, you're going to see even more problems. And, and and that is a worry. And John's right about his age. You know, trying to keep him fit now for another 10 games. Just keep, you know, cross your toes, cross your fingers. Because if if, if Joseph goes down, who is going to come in and replace him? A man of his size. What is he, £345 or something like that? He's a big unit to plug those holes. And um, God forbid that we have to play a game without him because teams are going to be looking at putting 250 yards up on the in the ground game and that is a real worry no i don't disagree it's gonna be a great game um i think it will be close as well we're going to come on to predictions shortly we're going to we're going to put make make you nail your predictions for the mask the king of predictions over here has got a special one for you but before we do that it's not david 
although he came to LA, but I predicted Beckham would come and apparently he's on the verge of signing. Unfortunately, it's for the banana helmets. Um, guys, it, Odell, the Rams just keep making splashes. They keep pounding themselves in their strategy of getting rid of draft picks and spending on the free agents. Not all of them work out, but they, they make themselves contenders consistently. And as John said on Tuesday, even though they get rid of all these draft picks, they're still up there as one of the contenders all the time. And even not, even not hitting a home run on a quarterback. So do we not need, as I said uh, last Thursday, we need to make splashes to set the tone of who we are as a franchise. We can't keep letting the Rams think they're the big boys of LA, bringing the flashy names in and looking like they're contenders. I think, Dan, that we should be competing to get Odell. He doesn't really fit. I don't really like the guy, but he takes... It just elevates the franchise. Oh, my God, the Rams are signing Beckham. Really, they're contenders. It's a mindset issue. Or am I completely wrong? Do you think it's a terrible move to get him to the Rams? Um, I don't think I don't think the Rams need him. I think they are bringing him in for the the kind of drama aspect of it, if if you will. Um, and I'm absolutely fine with us not doing that. We've got the players we we need at wide receiver, at least. We we don't need a Beckham. Um, not an Odell Beckham. Um, so I, I can't say I'm disappointed there. Um, we said last week we could, we could do with... Yeah, yeah. Bring in Brooklyn Beckham and we'll see how we go. Please stop. Um, Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we talked about it last week about we could do with some speed or at least some speed who's capable of catching more than 50% of his targets. Um, not necessarily a Beckham. Um, so I'm I'm not disappointed there. I don't think Beckham's going to change the Rams as a team. I mean they've got Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods, um, and I, I don't think that he's really going to have that much of an impact there. In terms of the kind of circus um, aspect of things with bringing in a big player. Like or a big name player, I think it would, it would have more impact were that player um, playing noticeably well, at least at some point in the last eighteen months. Uh, whereas I don't think that really follows Beckham. Um, so there's there's going to be some fuss created, but until the Rams actually do something with these big name players, then I'm. I'm happy with us the way we are. Panic buy. Like that. It's a panic signing. Just the same as the Panthers giving Cam Newton a 10 million one-year deal. Panic. Big red button panic. Our front office are not panicking. But it goes back to what I said last week. I want to see the front office come out and say, this is our timeline for doing whatever. And they haven't. I think John Orbez, you said it on one of last year's podcasts. You can't even get the weather forecast out of the Chargers front office. They are mute on most things, which is not a bad thing, to be honest. Clearly, from a fan standpoint of view, you want to know everything that's going on. But panic buy. That's a complete panic buy. Look, I'll eat my hat if if Odell Beckham Jr. scores 10 touchdowns between now and the end of the season and, and gets them to the uh, NFC Championship game. Not going to happen. I put my personal gut feeling is, He's probably more trouble than he's worth. And I think more franchises would have tried to sign him. 
Uh, like you said, Bez, the, the, the Rams have taken a gamble. They, they've rolled the dice. But it's a panic buy, in my opinion. Do they need him? Well, yeah, but the thing was is that a guy complains about not getting enough receptions or, or targets, signs with some with, to play next to Cooper Cup. Doesn't make sense to me, John. I, you know, I don't know. It, it's hard to say what his mindset is. I mean, a lot of this could just be posturing. A lot of it could be leaks from his camp. You know, uh, a lot of indications are that he's looking to get a multi-year deal, not just a one-year deal. So, you know, best way to drive up that multi-year deal value is to say, look, I can go play with any of these teams, you know, and just kind of let it leak out there, cause some fake market urgency. So I don't know if I believe any of this stuff. Honestly, I won't believe it until I see the signing. Now, as far as like adding him, I don't think it's a panic buy for anyone. I think it's anyone who's looking to add him or probably saying, hey, look, we add another playmaker. It's never a bad thing. You know, you can tell me he's played poorly, but, uh, you know, from from what I've seen, he's played very well. He's still a top wide receiver in the league. And honestly, the system was just poor. I mean, have you, I don't know if you've seen the number of uncatchable passes thrown his way, but it's pretty bad. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got plenty of targets. But when you add in targets, uh, oh, my goodness. OBJ expected to be an L.A. Ram by the shift. I mean, I guess it is what it is, right? Like, I don't know if they're worried about Robert Woods or, I mean, we'll see how this plays out. But if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. I mean, like I said, I, I don't think it's a panic buy. Like, I think when you're a contender, this is what you do. You add more talent. You just continue to add talent. There's no reason you don't add talent if you're a contender. And I think the sad fact of it is we just haven't been a contender in a long time. So we haven't needed to add talent. So we'll see how this front office reacts when this team is an, a true contender and see if they're willing to sacrifice a little bit of the future to win in the present. Uh, but right now, again, as we've said, there, this is not a Super Bowl contending team right now, so they're not going to make that move right now. They're, they're more than just one piece away. They're more than one addition away. So it doesn't make sense for the Chargers to do it. It makes sense for the Rams to do it in a sense because, hey, if they think it makes them better, it makes them better. But we will see how that plays out. Uh, we'll see if he's happy there. We'll see if they scheme him the right way. But, you know, Les Miles, is he's just going to keep signing talent. And, you know, this may be a bad sign for Robert Woods' future there. But, you know, it is what it is. They'll they'll move forward and everything will be – everything is going to be the way it's supposed to be, I guess. I, th I think it's a really good play from a marketing point of view. Odo, you know, bend it like Beckham. Bendy bananas on their helmet. It's a perfect fit. Uh, guys, I, I told you that it was coming. It's time. Prediction time. Dan, you missed Tuesday. I'm going to give you first dib to get your score predictions in. Where are you going against the Vikings? Um, I think you well, we seem to be playing a lot of close games. They seem to be playing a lot of close games. So I'm feeling that it'll be a one-point loss, 24-23 Vikings. Ooh. I think that's quite a reasonable one. Was disagrees. Go Was. Easy, 30-24 charges. Have it. That's a big scoring game. It's explosive. Means that we Harrison Smith's out for the Vikings. Don't forget they've uh, promoted yeah. defensive end Kenny uh, Willicks to the 53-man roster. So they're depleted on secondary as well. Let Herbert cook. Because hashtag ease mustard. <laughs> um, John. So uh, 
I think Dan and I are on the same page on this. I think we're seeing a similar type game play out. Uh, I've got a 24-20 Chargers loss this week. I, I just honestly, I don't. I, I think this is gonna. This is not gonna go well. I, I think the offense is a little shaky, and I think that they're gonna run into trouble against this defense. And I think it's gonna have a problem scoring touchdowns. And I think that's gonna be the downfall. Settling for field goals when they should take touchdowns, I think, is gonna be the downfall of this team this week. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I'll be at the game, and I'm gonna be cheering my my heart out and hope that I'm wrong, but I just, I have a bad feeling about this weekend. Even Michael Snow thinks that the, uh, the Vikings are going to win. Do you want to know something? You're wrong. We're going to absolutely smash them. They're coming into our house. I think we, I think the Vikings look like they're pretend they're pretenders to the throne. They've lost a few. You think they could be something. No, it's going to click. I said it was going to click last week. I really mean it this week. It's going to click. I think Herbert, over 80% passing against the Eagles. I know it's the Eagles, but I think he absolutely rinses. I think it allows Eckler a chance to run the ball down the field. Lombardi ups his game in play calling. And the defence turns up. And I think it's going to be one of those games that the Vikings always have where they just cough it up. I think we're going to get turnovers. We're going to score points. The defence will score points. It's going to be an all-round great performance at home and a real statement win. I'm going for 35-24. Um, I, 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 and we'll, we'll see. You know, Michael Snow, you're saying dominant run teams, you know, I think it's going to be corrected. Limbaugh's going to show up. Justin Jones is going to show up. To the linebackers, Kenneth Murray's back. It all makes sense. Do and, we uh, all have the Vikings scoring 24? <laughs> I think we might do. Have we? Oh, no, we had 24-23, yeah, yeah. 24-20. Did we you have, say 24-30 was? Yeah, I said 34-24, yeah, we have all got the Vikings oh, 24. <laughs> That's weird. And I, to, to be fair, I wasn't paying any attention to what you and John said, because I don't like being swayed <laughs> by my sort of prediction to try yeah, and switch yeah. off at that point. It's only that thinks that, they, that the Vikings are going to score 27 points and we score 24 points. So, so, so five of us have just <laughs> have all predicted somebody scoring 24. That's freaky. Unbelievable. Put your lot of numbers on. on. Yeah, I know, do. Guys, just to wrap up the show, it, 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 you know, it, it's a sad day and, and, and a good day as well to remember those loved ones that passed away, to remember the military uh, personnel and all those that lost their lives serving to keep us safe and keep us protected. Our thoughts go out to them and we say Vikings week. Hope the Bolts get a win for all of the military personnel that support them too. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.